Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. He is the host of the new, extremely popular YouTube channel, the George Camel with a K YouTube channel. you got to check it out. He's also the co-host of the very popular podcast and YouTube show, uh, Smart Money Happy Hour with Rachel Cruz. Uh, and so both are happening Right now, and you can check them all out. Open phones here, 888-825-5225. Michael's in Washington, D.C. Hey, Michael, how are you? Hey, Dave, doing great. Thanks for having me. Sure, man. What's up? Uh, So about a month ago, my son had an asthma attack and um, ended up getting airlifted out uh, by helicopter. And we're trying to figure out if he's doing fine now, but we're trying to figure out if we uh, stop paying on the car. We were going to have paid off in September or uh, put money into a savings account to kind of prepare for the bills that we're that we know are kind of, they're starting to trickle in, but we don't know the exact total yet. Uh, Life flight covered by your health insurance? It, it the the it's still pending, but they think it's going to be. Yeah, there's no reason it shouldn't be covered. Well, sometimes it doesn't. And when the bird yeah, flies, when the bird flies, it's ten grand minimum. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're kind of waiting on. We have an out-of-pocket maximum on the health plan um, at 8500 So I talked to the insurance company. They they think it's going to be covered, but we don't know until we get the actual explanation of benefits in. So what's the worst case on this? Is your out-of-pocket 80, max? It should be, yeah, it should be 8500 And how much money do you guys have right now in savings? Uh, about eleven. Okay, so this thing's covered completely either way. But you got the car to pay off. What's left on the car? Fifteen. And that's all of the debt? Yep. Okay. So we're going to throw the 11 at the car, or, you know, some of that, most of that uh, at the car very soon. That's what we're going to pay it off in September. But now with this. Yeah, I I think you're going to cover the 8,500. I mean, you got a bill you know is coming. And so we're just going to earmark your savings, 8,500. And then we're just going to attack the car with cash flow. And as long as as long as it doesn't come in over eighty five hundred, then that'll be a perfect plan, right? Yeah, yeah. It would just delay the car a little bit, but that's that's like yeah. But that's, that's you uh, know it's, unexpected. It, yeah, if you had to make that choice, you'd make it because and you did to take care of your child, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, was he out? Was he remote or something and couldn't get his breath? What was the story? Yeah, he, he. We just kind of found out that he had some asthma issues recently within the last like probably four or five months, and then he had he got a cold and. It turned into a pretty severe asthma attack, and we took him to the local hospital, and they um, transferred him to the children's hospital pretty quickly by a helicopter. So oh, okay. um, okay. it all happened pretty quickly. Yeah. Wow. Scary. Okay. Well, it's, yeah. it's good that it's good that he's okay. How old is he? He's five. Uh huh. That's super scary. Yep. Then it was so. very scary. Yeah, very scary. Yeah. So. Well, I'm glad he's okay. Just, uh, I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. I'm glad it's only that you got good health insurance in place. Um, and, uh, yeah, this was not an ER thing. This was not where you were in a remote setting and they had to fly a life flight to you. This was hospital to hospital transfer. So that may fall in the insurance differently in, in a good way. Um, so, okay. yeah. uh, cause I've, I've, I've run into over the years too many times that health insurance did not cover life flight flying to a rural situation to pick someone up and then flying them, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 50 miles out of town or something like that, where you can't get an ambulance to them. Right. 
that kind of thing right. is a different different thing. But I'm so glad everything's okay. What's your household income? Uh, hundred and thirty thousand. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you just it just it, you know it's just a a bump. It was a speed bump, a bump in the road that delays everything, and uh, and it's one you didn't choose, but uh, but we're glad the baby's okay. And yeah, you just just play it through. Yeah, take, set eighty five hundred aside out of the savings, and then attack the car as fast as you can after that, and just be thankful that you're able to do all of it. You know? Wow. Yeah, it'll be debt free either way in a few months. So yeah, there's nothing. Um, it's one thing to get sick; it's another thing for your kid to be sick. You just it, uh, it you feel so uh, helpless. I would say even worse, grandkids sick because oh. you're not even allowed to 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 raise hell. I mean, you can't, you can't, you know, the, the, you have to have the parents race out. I mean, you, where's the nurse? You know, you can't do that, right? You, you just have to stand back and because of dad, you know, you can't do that. So yeah, you got to stay. Papa, be quiet. That's you know. called boundaries, apparently. That might have happened. You know, it might have happened. So is that Rachel? I can't tell whose uh, voice I, that was. I, I, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to. Because they were right and I was wrong. So we're not going to throw anybody on the bus but Dave. Yeah. So but, smart man. Yeah. It's just this. It's But it's, man, it takes it. it no health stuff. I was going to say it takes your breath away. You cannot say that this kid had asthma. So, but um, but yeah, this is uh, but yeah, it you can't um, and it, it you're just, known for those over thirty um, years. Yes, Dave. I've done this repeatedly. <laughs> Anthony is with us in uh, New Jersey. Hey, Anthony, how are you? Hi, thank you for having me. Sure. How can we help? All right. So I had a situation. Was looking to get some advice. Um, basically, when I was eighteen or nineteen years old, I'm twenty two right now. Um, I had an online business and I was able to accumulate a good amount of capital. Uh, and with the help of my parents, I invested in two real estate uh, ventures. I got a, a little house that I rent out and then I got a shopping strip. Um, the, ho- the house pays about $3,000 a month and the shopping strip pays about $10,000 a month. Um, so you're 22, you have a $13,000 a month rental income. Yeah. Good God, how much money did you make with your online business? Uh, about, I would say about two to three million. Wow. So impressive and bizarre. Yeah, so, wait, say it again. Sorry. Impressive and bizarre and wonderful. Thank you. Uh, so my, my situation comes where next year, um, the mortgage I got, uh, it was about. It was you got about two to three million dollars and you took out a mortgage? No, no, no. So, so right now, um, it, we paid, we paid about eight fifty for it. Uh, I put 400 down and then the rest, we did a private mortgage. Where's the rest um, of your money? Oh, hold on. I'm going to get to that. Okay. So, All right. so, um, like I said, we paid 400 for it. Um, down. and then we put the, yeah, it was down. And then we put the rest in the mortgage mm-hmm. and the mortgage will be paid off next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, like I said, the thirteen thousand will be completely, you know, no payments, no debt, no nothing, because the house I mentioned we paid full in cash. Okay. Now, when I, when I was talking about the two to three million, I was just taking into account like all my assets because from two thousand nineteen when we bought the property to now, it's gone up that much. Just looking at no, but your uh, online other, business. How much did your online business make? Okay, online business. It was it was about like eight hundred thousand to a million. Okay, and you use four hundred for the down payment here, and you use some for the other. Where's the yeah. rest of that money? Taxes. I have, I have, I have a hundred thousand dollars in cash. Okay. I have about, I have about fifty thousand dollars in stocks. Okay. And what, yeah. what's your question then? What do you want to do? So my question would be, since I'm very young, um, 
you know, I'm very grateful for the, you know, guaranteed monthly income. But I was wondering if it would be a good idea to maybe, you know, once the private mortgage is paid off, to take out another mortgage on it no, now no, and no, try to do something else. No, no. You've got good money. You have a brain, an unusually good brain. Use it and keep your keep your properties paid for and let that be your base of operation. Do not take out another debt. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSC. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you are here. We're constantly asking you guys, and a bunch of you have, we appreciate you, to leave a five-star review on the show. It helps with the algorithms. And uh, also, of course, we invite you to um, yeah, share the show. Click the share button or share a link or tell people where you listen to it on the radio or whatever it is. And it's always a good idea, too, to follow the show. Click the follow or the subscribe on YouTube or on the podcast. All three of those help us a bunch. And uh, we got a five-star review in. We've gotten a bunch of them in, but this one caught our team's attention. I must admit, being left-leaning from the West Coast my entire life, listening to The Ramsey Show came as quite the culture shock. That's funny. It was it was hard for me to not immediately associate the tone of the show with a laundry list of cultural values I've been conditioned to avoid. I kept listening anyway because I love Dave's straight talk. It was super refreshing, and after a while, it was obvious he's in fact in fact a really kind, brilliant person that just wants to instill some fiscal common sense back into our society. What I've loved most is how he talks about the importance of stewardship and how it's not just about the money; it's about how your money can help the world. Amazing stuff. Uh, jumping past some of the personal story, then listening to these episodes makes me acknowledge that I just need to be accountable for my poor decisions and stop feeling helpless. I can get myself out of this situation, and it shouldn't even be that hard. I just have to make some common sense, tough choices, and go without for the next few years. Hi, my name is Eileen, and I am irresponsible with money. <laughs> I'm ready to put the work in and be accountable for my own actions, and I will win at this game of life, passing these values down to my young kids. Thank you to the bottom of my heart for Dave and the entire team for achieving what my parents have failed to do my whole life, getting me to be fiscally responsible. Wow. That's very nice, Eileen. Thank you, Eileen. Thank you. Yes. Very kind. I love that. We appreciate You're bringing it. both sides of the aisle together, Dave. Yeah, that's Look me. That. I'm, I'm all about unity. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. No, I'm, 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 I'm honored. I'm very honored. Very nice. I'm glad we are honored. It's the whole the whole team here. It's a team effort. Open phones at 888-825-5225. DJ is with us in Baltimore. Hey, DJ, what's up? 
Hey, hey guys. Um, so I wanted to see if you had some suggestions on how to approach a, a situation um, that my husband and I are trying to tackle. So um, I'm about two years away from going to veterinary medical school, and I also was diagnosed with an illness last year um, that kind of limits me quite a bit, and it also means that I have to renovate our home um, in order to make it work for my condition. So we're trying to figure out what's the best way to approach paying for those two very high cost things without putting ourselves into a bind um, when we're not currently in one. Mm, So sorry. What's the nature of your illness? Uh, So I am highly susceptible to bacterias and molds to the point where it causes my body to go into paralysis. So, um, Why does that sound extremely incongruent to vet school to me? (laughs) <laughs> because it, it can be. So I there's one option for vet school. It's a brand new school being built um, in New Jersey that would be preferable for me to be in during But I can't think of anything that has more bacteria and mold than animals. Um, animals actually, they, outside molds, um, it's not the same as the type of molds that would grow like in your home due to water damage. So mm. they're two different kinds. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's basically issues with water damaged buildings. I got you. Okay. So you've got uh, a, a, a mold problem in your current home? Yes. So, and we didn't know about that. Um, we bought our home uh, in 2020, mm-hmm. and it was how about expensive, how, how expensive to eradicate it to be ready to sell? <laughs> it would cost like about mm, five hundred thousand dollars. No, no, five hundred thousand dollars for mold remediation. Yes. No. Yeah. So, not not to make you healthy to be ready to sell. To sell it, I, yeah. I mean, you can't. As far as I it understand, it doesn't take five hundred thousand dollars to remediate mold in anything, except an office tower. No, but I just did it. I just did it at my lake house. I spent three grand. Yeah, that's definitely not the bids that we were quoted for sure. Yeah. I don't know. What's I mean, this is house the worth? whole house eaten up with mold? Yeah, so basically any of the water-sourced areas, so all of the bathrooms, the kitchen, and the basement. You need to get three more bids. Because let me just tell you, the mold world is full of drama queens, not you. I'm talking about the the contractors that do eradication, and they'll come in and go, you're all going to die! They do this, and it's part of their sales pitch. You got it completely. You got to start from scratch. I I got like five bids on the lake house, and they were everything from three, from... uh, $1,000, $1,000, which wasn't credible, up to 35000 And it was, yeah, it was there, in this case, like it was only mold under the crawl space. Like Do what now? Yeah. Yeah. So, the, like, the bids are upwards between 40 and 60 per area that we're looking at in our home to remediate yeah. and then to renovate them. Yeah. I wouldn't stay there if I had your condition. You gotta, you know? I, I, love, I love you, and as your brother, I'm telling you to move. You shouldn't stay there. If you have a condition that paralyzes you, there, this house has got real mold problems. 
And so I don't I don't know if we I don't know if we're going to, have to burn it down or if we're going to sell it as is to some investor who remediates it or we find a better remediation thing. But I don't think this house is renovated for you. You need to move. Yeah, I don't know where I'd move to. Can you guys go rent somewhere for now while you deal I mean, with the th- selling of th- the home? This creates paralysis for you. You said. Yeah. Oh, it scares me to death. I know it's it's really frustrating because. Each, especially this region that I live in, like the Baltimore, D.C. area, you know, it's quite wet, quite humid. Um, so I, I really don't know where we would go. And But you also, you know, you're going to go to vet school in New Jersey. So it sounds like you need to move to New Jersey if you're going to do that. So it's the it's a part of New Jersey that's closer to where we live. So it's commutable for me. Yeah. So you're, you've established here, if you're going to go to this vet school, you're going to stay in the area. Yeah. Okay. And and every house in Baltimore does not have mold. You know that, right? I would hope not. Oh, come on, DJ. I would hope not. Come on. But it's mainly, I, you know, we love, we love our home. Yes, I, I understand what you're saying, but we do love our home and wouldn't want to move if we didn't have to because we just. You have, you, have, you have to move. Long ago. You have to move. You are not going to spend a half million dollars Your to stay in this home. Your health is at stake. And this place is is apparently rotting down with mold. I mean, you can't stay there. And there are other houses in the Baltimore area that don't have mold. We live in cold, we live in uh, hot damp Tennessee, which is worse than cold damp Baltimore for for mold. It's like mold is a way of life in our area. It's everywhere, and and it's not everywhere. It's not in every house. My current home does not have mold. My lake house got some underneath, and it was three thousand bucks to eradicate it. So I mean, it's uh, yeah. You, but you've got to get, you, and I've got a bunch of rental houses, and we've had a couple of those we had to do some work on. But I've never had one that was completely rotted down with mold. That is not the, so. But and I have had some contractors and some tenants that thought that it was because the drama around this is n- n- it's never ending. And I'm not suggesting you have the drama, DJ. If you've got an illness that is mold and you have a, an extreme mold situation in your house and that is in conflict with your health and in conflict with your ability to go to uh, uh, to vet school, sell the house for what you can get for it and go rent something and go to vet school and have your health. It's a real simple program. I would not be in the mold renovation business if I had a, an extreme illness related to mold. It's the last thing you want to do because the more they tear into it, the more it stirs it up. You can't live there while you're doing it anyway. If it's a massive thing, we fog it. You got to leave. You got to do all this stuff. And so, yeah. yeah. You, you can't have too many things conflicting for one goal. We have three goals health, housing, and vet school. What takes priority? Health. What's next? Vet school. What's next? Stupid house. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. 
George Campbell, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Sarah is with us. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Good to Hi, have George. you. Where do you live? I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Welcome to Nashville. Thank and how you. much debt have you paid off? $26,750. Love it. How long did this take you? Eight and a half months. Good for you. And your range of income during that time? I started with 42 and then I ended with 50. Good for you. What do you do for a living? I was in investing communications and now I'm in digital marketing. Good for you. Very good. What kind of debt was your 27000 It was in a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bad decision. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it was a lot of money and I totally regretted it when I got into that debt. <laughs> so did you sell it or did you pay it off? I ended up paying it off. Okay, and kept it. Mm-hmm. All right, good for you. Fun. What kind of car? It is a Toyota RAV4 2015. Ah, of course it is. Okay, <laughs> good. Very good. Cool. So how'd you get connected to all this Ramsey stuff? I actually am a Ramsey baby. My mom and dad followed your plan. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't take their advice at first. I mm-hmm. wish I did. Um, but they you know. failed as parents. <laughs> <laughs> but they did get me on the right track. <laughs> no, they didn't. They told you knew what to do. You yeah. knew they weren't going to like what you did. Oh, yeah. They were not too happy about it. <laughs> what was that conversation like? <laughs> um, you Dad, know, I just took out a $27,000 car payment. He goes, oh, yeah, they told me I should get a beater until I can, you know, really pay cash for it. But, you know, I didn't listen. <laughs> and, you know, they helped give me advice to dig me out of the hole I was in. Yeah, and no money. Just right. advice. Yeah. They didn't give you any money. No money, no. Good for them. <laughs> I like it. These are great parents. Yeah, they are. Very cool. How old are you? I'm twenty. I'm turning 26 in June. Okay. Did you learn your lesson? I did. Never a car payment again. Never again. You're going to be a millionaire. <laughs> exactly. If you stay away from car payments, you'll be a millionaire. I will. <laughs> what was your car payment? Um, it was. It started off around 600 and then Oh. Yeah. So then I ended up putting my savings down on it, kind of followed the plan of the book, and then I brought it down to 300, around 300. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's and a significant portion of your take-home pay at that point. Yes, it was really bad. And that's when you went, this is, I, I did dumb. Let's undo this. Yeah. Um, I did have a good bit saved up because, you know, my parents really instilled in me that I need to save, save, save. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated college debt-free thanks mm-hmm. to them following your plan mm-hmm. um and then so luckily i had some savings to put down on it to really drop the payments how much did you have in savings Twenty-three thousand. wow okay mm-hmm. all right very good that's so eight and a half months later we're done yeah yeah that's very good so you actually had enough cash to pay for a decent car i did you okay. had the savings muscle there i know but yeah. you went nah, i'm gonna finance you just this. got the fever huh? i know I, I talked to too many friends and got i was the like fever. yeah I got you kind of got a great car for 20 grand in cash i know well it was also when the cars were really overvalued too mm. so it was really uh, a bad time yeah. for me worst time ever yeah <laughs> what did you what did you, what were you driving at the time uh a 2012 chevy cruise okay yeah right. and it just blew up on me one day oh and then you went to drama mode and said, I need a new car today. Yeah. <laughs> I got to finance a $30,000 car. Yeah. I made some bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, we're, we're giving you a hard time, but everybody's done a whole lot dumber things than you've done. Yeah. Uh, the good news is you did it at a very young age and you learn your lesson. You never go back. And you have parents who didn't bail you out. No helicopter blades in the background here. Right. No one, no one, you know, you let you lay in your mess and clean it up. And you did. You, Became like a full-grown woman and did your stuff. Way to go. How old are you again? I'm 25, turning yeah, 26. You're smart. Way to go. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Very well done. How's it feel to be free? It feels amazing. I actually had to get a new tire the other day, and I wasn't freaking out because I had money 
to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, like one car payment will buy tires. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, one of the old car payments anyway. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, now that you've gotten out of debt, uh, you've got a 24-year-old listening that all of these uh, 23-year-old listening, 24, mm-hmm. uh, that, that their stupid friends are telling them to go buy a car on car payments. What When they got the money and savings to buy a fifteen or $20,000 car, what would you tell that person that was you back then? I would say do not go into debt Why? over a depreciating Why? asset. Why? Why? <laughs> because it's a waste of money. Okay. Yeah. It'll drain your bank account. <laughs> and it stole your peace. Yeah. It, took, it, 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 it What little bit of fun it was, was all taken away by the weight. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? It was, yeah. You know, the, the weight, the heaviness, that weight. Not, the, not having to wait patiently in line, but the heaviness of it. Yeah. Right. Uh, way to go. Wow. Very good. And the secret to getting out of debt is what? Um, a lot of side jobs. I found a lot of side jobs doing like walking dogs, pet sitting, house sitting. Um, I did some freelance work in additional to my full time um, sticking to a budget and paying cash. Wow. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Well done. Well done. Is now ma- now mom and dad are hard? smiling. Now they're smiling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, now, now, now it's gone. It's all going good now. Well, this most people good. listening are going, gosh, I wish I figured this stuff out when I was 25. And you're feeling like, I wasted all this time. And there's no, you got so much yeah. time left to make good decisions that will far displace the 37 year old listen that we've still not, listening that we've still not convinced. <laughs> they're so, not convinced. Yeah. They're about to go get a new yeah, car. They're going to be 42 before they catch on. Oh yeah. Way to go. Good job. Yeah. Very good job. Very good job. Hey, we've got a copy of the Baby Steps Millionaires book for you because that's your future. That's where you're headed. I promise you, you are. $600 a month, you know how fast you'll be a millionaire? Real mm-hmm. fast. Just investing that. It's serious money. And uh, Total Money Makeover book as well. Hand that out to one of your friends and go, don't do it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the same stuff your parents did. But, yeah, that's okay. So it's smart, very smart. And a Financial Peace University membership. Have you been through the class as an adult yet? I have not. Good. You could take it and go through it. Okay, well. Go through the nine lessons and uh, because it will help you accelerate your process into millionaire now. Because you got the basic debt stuff figured out and the budgeting and the hard work and the extra jobs part. So now we just blow through, make sure you get the emergency fund in place, and, and let's, let's get that compound interest working for you. At 25 years old, you could be worth 10 or $15 million at retirement. You really could. It's very, very doable. Uh, I mean, because you got the right start. You got, you got this in the you know, financial piece, baby. You got everything going 40 for 40 years of investing in compound interest? Yeah. It's so, very so much the possible. So the two books and the Financial Peace University membership is the Live and Give Bundle. That is, uh, people buy it all the time. It's a box that comes, and you can take a book out for yourself, give a book to a friend, take Financial Peace, or give it to a friend. So it's Live and Give. It's for both things, and so we'll give it all to you. Thanks for making the trip over from Raleigh. You're inspiring. You're a wonderful young woman. Thank you for having me. I'm Very so well blessed. done. And your mom and dad are over there grinning like they know you're not going to move in your their basement. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's amazing. So very cool. Very cool stuff. Good stuff. All right, it's Sarah from Raleigh, North Carolina. She paid off the car she shouldn't have bought, and she learned a lesson in the process. 27000 paid off in eight and a half months, including using some of her savings and walking dogs. Forty-two dollars to $50,000 income. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. I'm debt-free! Yeah! <laughs> We love to see it. I'm, I think we need to do an informal survey on how many RAV4s. It's just something about a RAV4, right? That's come up a lot lately. 
A lot of calls I've taken. A it's lot a of, very popular vehicle. For young, broke people. Yes. And it's one they go, well, it's worth it. It's a safe, reliable, great car. I'll have a long time. I'll finance mm, it. You know. That's the theory. The center of gravity on that thing is really high. I watched one do a flip. Oh, okay? really? So That's a scary. forward flip. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm not against RAV4s. It's just, I just am seeing them. Well, your truck will eat a RAV4. I know, so you, but you like you want to you be know, in a monster truck, but I don't. Yeah, but that's 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 not the point. It's um, it would it would also eat your Tesla, but it would spit it back out. Ouch. So <laughs> it can't handle the battery, Dave. It can't eat that thing. No, gag right on the battery. Just that battery will last forever in a get landfill a little, get somewhere. A battery acid in your throat. But it's true. People, we justify car purchases all the time, especially the younger you oh, are. Oh, we all do. We all do. You even go, I old, deserve. Even old people do it. Yeah. It's safe. It's reliable. I do, I work hard. Yeah. I don't want to drive the beater around. But listen, freedom on the other side of that. I, let me just help you. $15,000 is not a beater. That's not. 1500 is a beater. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. But she's, she's, she's great. She's amazing. She's going to do so good. Big things for sure. I hope she inspired a lot of other people out there to go. She inspired I'm going to be like her. She I don't want a car me. payment. That's right. She just, I mean, people who will stand up and look in the mirror and go, done. That's inspiring. That's inspiring. This is The Ramsey Show. George Campbell Ramsey personality is my co-host. Okay, let's clear something up. If you listen to the show for 10 seconds, you know we hate that. And some people, for some reason, don't understand that. I don't know why. They think you need debt and credit cards to build your credit. Yeah, well, you do. Why would you want to build your credit? So you can go into debt. And, and why would you go into debt? So you can build your credit. And then why would you go into debt? So you can build your credit. Why would you build your credit? So you could go into debt. Because you need a good credit score to buy a house, right? No, you do not. The truth is, living a debt-free lifestyle, eventually you won't have any credit score. And you got to find a good lender like Churchill Mortgage. It can do what's called manual underwriting. George and Whitney did that for their home. And uh, they have we zero, survived zero credit tale. score. And you got a... Uh, the same rate as someone with a good credit score when you did it, so you don't have to pay more. And you need to get a real estate agent who will actually help you find a house that you can afford on a 15-year fixed rate with a good, strong down payment and a payment of no more than a fourth of your take-home pay. All of that can happen at Ramsey Trusted. Yeah, we'll hook you up with a good real estate agent that knows what they're doing. High octane, high protein that gets it done. I meet them all over this nation when I'm traveling. We were just in Salt Lake City. We talked to a bunch of them. Uh, good quality people. I'm always, I'm always in, inspired by the fact that the our team has done a good job to put the quality of person they put in our ELP program. So, you want to find out who's Ramsey trusted to help you with your real estate transaction? Click on that at RamseySolutions.com/agent. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. When you're trying to get things done around your house, sometimes you need to run into a problem or a project that's more than you can handle yourself. Neighborly.com is your source for the best pros in your area to help with home improvement projects great company neighborly today's question comes from zach in alabama he asks i'm reading more and more about de-dollarization and countries moving away from the u.s dollar as their basis of international trade will this affect the strength of the dollar and should i be concerned about how i'm saving and investing as a result of this okay number one zach you're spending too much time on the internet first and foremost okay because you've gotten into the conspiracy theory blanks here. Now, what is really going on? 
Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned with how it's going. Let me see. Uh, 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 moving away from the U.S. dollar as their basis of international trade. Let me just tell you, China and Brazil and Russia are the three main players in this. They already don't use the U.S. dollar as their basis of international trade. Russia has its own currency. So does China and so does Brazil. And there's a conversion rate between that currency and the U.S. dollar. So many dollars equals so many yen. Okay. And, uh, you know, when you go to Mexico, a whole bunch of pesos equals a dollar, right? Like 20 of them. So um, that's, you know, you've got a conversion rate from one currency to another. What these particular, th- the three largest countries, and they're talking about bringing in some of the oil countries in, as well in the Middle East, uh, are doing is they're trying to come up with one currency that they all use, and then that would be an international trade converted back and forth to dollars, much like Europe did with the euro, which, by the way, kind of didn't work. When the, the, we had this exact same crap when euro, when, when uh, you know France did away with their own currency, the uh, Brexit was the big deal, whether the UK was going to get involved or not. And the euro was traded all over Europe, and they did away with their basic currency. And now the U.S. is just going to have, we're going to, it's a one world currency. It's the end times of revelation. And this is what comes up, right? Okay. But all it is, is these countries, if they did all agree to use one currency, it'd be much like when Europe went to the euro, and then that's going to exchange for the dollar back and forth. Are those countries going to be able to devalue the dollar by doing that? No. Because while they do take up a lot of land mass, they do not take up a lot of the gross domestic product of the world. The United States still is the vast majority of the gross domestic product of the world. Still, China is big. Russia is basically horrible. And Brazil is in a failed economy like times 10 and is tiny as far as economics go. In other words, like, I, I suspect, I haven't looked it up, but I suspect Texas has a higher GDP mm. than Brazil, as an example. For real. I'm not kidding. I haven't looked it up, but I bet you that's true. Look it up. I know it's got a higher GDP than Egypt, because I looked that up one time. I know it's got a higher GDP than uh, Sweden and about five of the other countries that were talking about natural gas crap a few years ago, because I looked that one up, and that was going to be the end of the world, and they were going to take over. But they're tiny butt little countries. And so when you put them all together, they don't have the muscle to take down the dollar. They just don't. Uh, mathematically, it's arithmetic. You know, you can't, they just don't have it. Now, what they are going to do, if they all do put it together, it's not a de-dollarization. It's not doing away with the dollar. They've created their own currency. They're still going to have to trade with the 800-pound gorilla, which be us. Okay, and you're going to have to trade with us in dollars. So you're going to whatever little currency you create over there in your little fantasy world that you live in, you're still going to have to trade it for dollars. So it's not going to take down the dollar is not going to be worth anything. And I don't know how to invest because it's going to collapse because freaking Brazil, Brazil, seriously, Brazil. I mean, when you look at the math, it's humorous. I mean, and Russia, we always think of as like, you know, in the Rocky movies or something, like oh, yeah. they're going to come bomb the United States or whatever and all this stuff. But they're, when you look at their, even though it's a huge landmass, their economic production is pitiful. It's pitiful because communism sucks. And so it just doesn't create a lot of 
gross domestic product you know and and so really when you get into it that's what you're gonna find so i'm am i worried about this absolutely not absolutely zero should you because be russia is pitiful china has no labor force their labor force is aging out because they they stopped having babies legally you know and so they have no young labor force coming on so about t- several economists are predicting that their economy is really going to be in mm. deep doo-doo in 20 years because there's gonna be nobody to work nobody to do the work and so all the stuff that they're china's creating right now they're not gonna have anybody to do it and and so this is a lot of just fear mongering. It's, it's it gets clicks and views, and so the media lot, yeah, loves. It gets to spin a lot this. of clicks and views. But should you be concerned about how you're saving and investing? Nope. No, no, I wouldn't nope. change a thing. Nope, 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 nope. I wouldn't nope. bet against America long term. It's and, a bad and, move. and it's not it's not arrogance. It's math. It's not like I'm blinded by the flag or patriotism. That's not it. America does some stupid butt stuff sometimes, but um, but even when we do, we do it on scale. I mean, it's like. <laughs> You know, it's like, come on, man. Oh, so no, no, no. Listen, I'm old and I'm getting tired uh, because when I first started, there was like a conspiracy theory that the world was. You've seen them all at this point. You know, there's a guy. Here's one. I was telling a friend of mine. A friend of mine was asking me about this the other day. And I said, my answer to him was, I read a book in 1982 called Bankruptcy 1984. It was predicting the end of the U.S. economy in 1984. It was written by an economist that was brilliant named Peter Grace. He was in charge of the Grace Commission in the Reagan administration. And uh, they were studying the increasing national debt and that the national debt was going to cause the economy to collapse, Mm. which I think the national debt's stupid and out of control, okay? But this guy said it's going to hockey stick. And the, the monetary policy is going to turn upside down. We've sucked all the cash out, used it for government stuff, and the economy's got no cash to operate on. And so it's going to collapse in 1984. Apparently wrong. Dang. And then another friend of mine wrote a book called Coming Economic Earthquake. Didn't happen. And then another guy wrote a book talked about the collapse of the economy. And then another guy wrote a book. Well, about then we have Y2K. There's a lot. Oh, and the Y2K was going to collapse the economy. And then there was... Then when the planes hit the towers, the economy was not going to recover because um, 3,000 people died and two towers fell in New York City. So the entire U.S. economy was going to collapse as a result of that. And uh, that went around for a while. And um, And Silicon Valley Bank. The economy's going to collapse. That tiny little bank over in San Francisco that no one knew what it was except venture capitalists has the power to bring down the entire U.S. economy. It's just asinine. At some point, it's like, okay, I, I... George, if I ever write the book on the end of the economy, would you please smack me? I'll do that. Okay. Just make sure you plan it till after your long after your death, so we can't blame you for it in person and go na 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 boo boo. No, you, you, wrong. you would anyway. <laughs> you would. There you go. I know he's dead, but he was stupid. You know, no that. one's gonna say that about you, Dave. Yes, they will. They say it while I'm alive, so probably while I'm dead. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey, it's George Camel. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.